Hey there, Bourbon Real Talk family. Randy Sullivan coming to you today with a very special guest. And we are going to talk about is whiskey healthy and can it help you lose weight? So stick around. So, J-Mac, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here, my man. Known you for quite a long time. So a little backstory. I kind of let my health go. I was working in my career. I was about 33. I wasn't happy with, you know, my health. And I thought, what's the point of success if you can't really enjoy it? You only get one body. You got to take care of it. So I went on a fitness journey. I started to exercise. And look at these guns, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, you do have to buy tickets to see that. So you'll, <laughs> you'll be getting, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, it's been 11 years strong. I've been exercising, gone through workout crews. Now I'm working out with my family. Lifelong dream. I love that. And people come up to us all the time. They're like, oh, I wish I could work out with my family. And I'm like, see, I told y'all, right? I've been telling them for years. This is like where it's at. Uh, but part of my journey has also integrated drinking into just kind of my lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? Um, obviously, I have the podcast. I own, you know, part of a brand of a couple different whiskeys. I drink. And so I had the idea, what if we did a podcast about whether or not whiskey was healthy, whether or not it could be used as part of a weight loss regimen, and you, my friend... Although you've not always been on the medical doctor path <laughs> since I since I've been. let me introduce some information about J Mac. Okay, so first off, his name is Doctor J Mac Slaughter. So Doctor Slaughter. Okay, so not terrifying at all. Not terrifying at all. Uh, also ER doctor. ER doctor. Right. So mm -hmm. so he deals with a lot of people who think they might be dying. And then they find out that they might get slaughtered. It um, ends up being a great thing because like, they laugh about it and I can make a little joke. My go-to is, I didn't earn the name in residency. <laughs> I, was <born> with it. <laughs> I was born with it. That's true. That's true. So he's also a social media influencer. Um, so you're, Digital creator. Digital creator. Okay. You don't like the influencer? Well, word? influencer sounds like you're like manipulating people. No. But it is like the common acceptance term. Well, he is he he's he educates people about medicine. Mm -hmm. So I thought who better to have on? Uh, you're on TikTok. You've got a little over four hundred thousand followers, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then Instagram. What do you got there? Like about thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. Yeah. So around half a million followers. So you know, yeah. look at that, right? <laughs> I'm all excited. I got twenty thousand subs. This guy, half dude. That's a so hard to get though on YouTube. It's harder to grow on YouTube. Well, so much respect, man. That's part of the reason why I said, hey, this is the right guy to have on. So let's get into the topic. Right. Now everyone knows you're qualified. Okay. Let's talk about some of the myths, okay? So this is this part I'll cover. So one of the myths that's out there is that clear spirits are healthier than brown spirits, okay? Now understand that clear spirits and brown spirits both went through the distillation process. They've been purified, and the only reason why the brown spirits are brown is because they get put in a barrel and they pull color out of the barrel, and that's why it's brown. So. I, I know that the vodka industry did a very good job for years convincing mostly women that they could maintain their figures if they would just drink vodka over other things. And that's not exactly true. Not okay? based in fact. Yeah, so distilled spirits are fat-free, they're cholesterol-free, and they are sugar-free because sugar cannot pass a still. And so whether it's a clear spirit or a brown spirit, um, there is a little bit of a, you know, weight loss component to it. Is that fair? 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. Awesome. So there's a lot of compounds that are in whiskey, but your body doesn't metabolize those compounds. And so that's where people get confused is that you can imbibe something and it might even have an impact on its texture or its flavor. But if your body can't metabolize it into ATP, it doesn't affect your, your, your weight loss, your calorie count or anything like that. And the only thing that is in whiskey that your body metabolizes is ethanol. Mm -hmm. And ethanol are absolutely empty calories, okay? Right. And so let's talk a little bit about how your body, what your body does with ethanol, how it processes it, and the impact that it has. So uh, ethanol is primarily, as everybody knows, metabolized in the liver. About 90% of it goes through this one pathway where you have the molecule ethanol, which we all know and love. It's broken down via uh, an enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase down to acetaldehyde. Now why acetaldehyde is important is because when you have a lot of buildup of acetaldehyde, that's what can give you basically those hangover symptoms. Mm -hmm. They're kind of like red flushed face, the headache, the nausea, all that stuff. And if you are lacking the next enzyme in this pathway called aldehyde dehydrogenase to further break down that acetaldehyde into acetate, if you're lacking that enzyme to push things through to the next molecule, you end up having a lot more of those symptoms. And some people actually have a big problem with this. Mm -hmm. You might know it as something called alcohol flush reaction mm -hmm. or Asian flush or even Asian glow is what I knew of it before I went to medical school. Mm -hmm. And they literally lack the enzyme that breaks down that acetaldehyde or that enzyme does not work as well as other people's. So can your body turn ethanol into fat? No, it, no. There, there's no biological process for your body to store alcohol calories for future use. Yeah, the ethanol itself is not converted into fat and it's also not stored in the fat either. Right. Which and, is kind of one of the issues though because then it just ends up floating around in your system more and... Um, and you end up having you hangovers. Get, yeah, <laughs> you have hangovers, and and it's actually part of what it's it's how you get drunk. Yep. So the Which we like right. Well, that part. <laughs> I mean, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I don't enjoy that. Right. No. No. Who would? Um, but <laughs> but your body kind of looks at at ethanol like it's poison. Right. Right. Because it's it's a compound that there's only one way to get rid of it. Right. And it, and it's got to burn it off. It's mm -hmm. got to convert it into energy. And it's a small enough compound that it can pass the blood-brain barrier. Correct. So it gets in your head and your brain can use it for energy. And that's what makes you feel the effects of alcohol. Yeah. Right? And you can get drunk. Well, the ethanol itself doesn't create energy, but one of the metabolic byproducts, the acetate, can be used as energy in the brain. Right. So that brings us to the question, does drinking make you gain weight? And since your body can't turn the ethanol into fat... It's kind of a yes or no, right? Because most of the time when people drink, they're drinking beer, wine, or cocktails. Right. And those things have other compounds in them right. that your body can metabolize into fat. So it's not the ethanol, it's what you're drinking, drinking with the ethanol. Right? That will absolutely make you gain that weight. That will make you gain weight. And also, <laughs> drinking leads to poor food decisions. Yes. So <laughs> often when you're when you're trying to eat healthy and you've had a few drinks, that's when Taco Bell in the middle of the night sounds amazing. It's just calling your name. Calling your name. <laughs> and <laughs> so are there health benefits to drinking whiskey? Potentially, yes. Okay. Because I've seen some studies. I saw, I've, I've seen one that says it can lower heart disease. Mm -hmm. 
is what's what's the I've I've seen that lowers heart disease. I've seen uh, that it reduces risk of dementia. I've seen it reduces risk of blood clots. I've seen um, you know all kinds of stuff. What's the medical community's thought on those studies? So there are a lot of um, studies. Some of them great. Some of them not so great. That can show certain benefits from drinking alcohol, but the problem is is that baked in with every one of these studies is an extent of drinking. Right. It always comes down to moderate drinking, right? Which is usually two drinks a day. Sometimes some studies say two, two, three in men, and in women that's one. And most of the people that really love these studies drink, <laughs> drink way more than that. Much <laughs> more than that. So the important thing to know as you learn about these benefits, these possible benefits, is that it does not apply once you go past that to one one drink for females, two to three drinks for males. Mm-hmm. And I actually read in some studies, because I've seen this one study for dementia, and it's like yeah. it, it lowers the risk by some astronomical percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you look at the actual study, it was like, but if you went past six drinks per week, it actually yeah. went up. And I yeah. was like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. tell you that. And part. there's usually a stipulation of that, too. Yeah, yeah. it's like hey, you can drink two drinks a day, but you can't drink more than X drinks a week. And you're like, well, heck, man, like, what can I do? And you it's know? like, can I have all six drinks on Saturday night? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, maybe I don't drink the rest of the week. And then, like, it's I like get all the health the exact benefits. exact same time. Is that okay? Yeah, like, if, it, if it's all shots, like, one right after another, does it work or no? And I think the answer is no. I think I've, I've also seen some studies that are really interesting showing an increase in all-cause mortality. That, that is, these particular pop- populations are at increased risk for dying at a younger age in people who drink too much alcohol. We all know that. And in people who completely abstain from alcohol. Right. I liked that study. <laughs> As someone who does enjoy to have a drink every now and then, more than every now and then. Um, but I think there's a lot more baked into that than just the alcohol itself. The type of personalities that might not ever drink any alcohol might also be very alpha, very stressed out, very in control of everything in their life. And so it's really difficult to tease out on a lot of these big population studies what is directly from the alcohol and what is due to all of these other environmental factors. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What I like to point out is that given all the information that we've shared, I think that if you're you're trying to get healthier, that whiskey can be used for for weight loss. And the reason why I say that is because <clears throat> if you were considering beer, wine, or cocktails. Those have extra things in them that you, you, you're just, they're wasteful calories and you get no benefit from them. Truth. Right? And so now we're down to spirits. But if you're, if you're drinking like a clear spirit like vodka, no one drinks vodka straight. And if you drink it like with water and ice, that sucks. It's terrible. Right? So so that's why I think that... You're drinking it with orange with juice, juice or you're something. with all these other or, mixers. Or you're putting some chemicalized, you know, flavoring in it right. that makes it taste better. When you could just be drinking whiskey right. that already tastes amazing and has the same caloric impact as the clear spirit. So um, let's talk a little bit about the difference between excessive drinking and alcoholism. I like it. Okay. And so alcoholism um, is a, a chronic disease, okay? And it's characterized by uncontrolled drinking. So you can't stop even when you know that you've had enough. Um, and you tend to think about it and want to do it even when you know it's not appropriate and there's not you know, time for it. So what I find happens with, with 
drinkers that are, you know, into it like I am, is they go, well, I could quit any time. Right, time, time, right. Right? And then they go, oh, so I don't have a problem. Anyway, more drinks, boom, boom, boom. Right. There is a difference between excessive drinking and alcoholism. Correct. So you cannot exhibit the signs of alcoholism and still be drinking an amount that's not healthy for you. Absolutely. Yeah, those... <clears throat> those kind of downstream effects, those long-term effects on your health are going to happen whether you have alcoholism or not. When you're drinking to excess, your body is metabolizing that in a way that can potentially hurt, harm you. Right. So some of the signs of alcoholism, drinking alone, losing interest in other activities, alcoholic cravings, uh, making drinking a priority over responsibilities, mm -hmm. Alcohol withdrawal symptoms, um, extreme mood swings, irritability, feelings of guilt associated with drinking, um, hiding that you're drinking, mm -hmm. things like that. So be on the lookout for that. There's a really concise questionnaire that we use as uh, physicians to kind of screen for alcoholism. It's called the CAGE questionnaire, and it's an acronym, C-A-G-E. Have you ever tried to cut down on your alcohol intake? Have you ever been a annoyed with other people's criticisms of your drinking. G, have you ever felt guilty about your drinking? And E, have you ever had an eye opener? That is first thing in the morning, have a drink. If you are positive for two out of those four things, there's an over 90% chance that you have an alcohol use disorder. Hmm. Interesting, mm -hmm. okay. Then the question becomes, what do we do with this information, right? Other than pour more. Other than pour more. So what I would say is, is that you know, one, you need to understand how alcohol affects your body and what your body does with it. That's going to help you make informed decisions. Two, you need to evaluate whether or not um, you should be drinking at all. Mm -hmm. uh, some people know that they have addiction issues or whatever. Maybe alcoholism runs in your family. Maybe you've struggled with it in the past. We're not encouraging you to, to go out and drink if that's the case. Uh, but you, you need to understand your body's reaction. Um, and what I typically tell people, and you can tell me whether or not this is good advice, is that, you know, if you're trying to get into better shape and you want to lose weight, you're probably going to have to start counting your calories. Absolutely. And if you know that you're going to want to have a drink, and, and part of the reason why I like drinking while dieting is because it gives you a little something to look forward to. So it's not, mm. it's not so mentally taxing to be on the diet, to give up everything that's fun, everything that you like. Absolutely. But I do tell people, let's you know probably replace some of your carb calories with your ethanol calories. Do you feel like that's solid advice? I think so. I think so, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of really great calorie, you know, carb, fat trackers um, that you can download. There's actually one called... My fitness app, I believe, is what it's called. I'm not mm -hmm. getting paid by them to mm -hmm. say that. That's actually what I used when I went keto five years ago, just for a couple of months, but I lost almost 30 pounds doing that keto. So absolutely, if you're counting up your carbs, your calories, whatever you're tracking, and you should be tracking something if you mm -hmm. wanna lose weight and get better shape. If you plan for those you know, kind of um, exciting things in your life, you're going to be more likely to stick with that diet long term. Right. If you were just completely miserable on this diet the whole time you're on it, you're not going to stick with it. You have, I've shared some interesting information about you, okay? <laughs> but I have not shared the most interesting thing about mm. you, okay? And so, yes, is he a movie star and a TV star? Yes, okay? 
did he live in Hollywood? Did he save his Hollywood money and use it to put himself through medical school? Yes. Is he TikTok famous? Yes. Is he Instagram famous? Yes. <laughs> Does his whole family look like they are supermodels? Yes, all of them, even the little ones. It's disgusting. <laughs> but what I find most interesting about you is the organization that you started mm -hmm. to help others. So tell us about that. So I started a nonprofit organization called Music Meets Medicine, um, gosh, over 10 years ago now, actually. And it was inspired by my experience during my mother's chemotherapy sessions. During her sessions, you know, I'm like this early 20s kid and I'm watching my mom nauseous, miserable. There was this one chemotherapy that she would take where she would put her fingers and toes in ice for an entire hour to make sure the chemo didn't get to the fingertips. It constricts the blood vessels and so less drug gets there because the fingernails and toenails can turn black and fall off from this chemotherapy. And at that young age, you see your mom suffer and you're like, I gotta do something about this. I mean, I would do it today as well, obviously, but even more so when you're that young and you're that self-absorbed and then all of a sudden your whole world kind of shifts. And so my sisters and I did what we knew growing up and that's playing music. So we brought our instruments into that chemotherapy room and that session just turned upside down and what was just like gloomy and depressing turned into this just like happy, exciting, positive room. And my mom was looking forward to her next chemotherapy session after that. And any time you experience a power like that, you know that you have to share it with other people. And so we started a nonprofit called Music Meets Medicine, and we donate instruments and free teaching lessons to children at children's hospitals that are being treated for, for cancer, for traumas, long-term admissions for various reasons. And instead of them just sitting there in their beds and just scrolling away on TikTok, we can put an instrument in their hands and give them a skill that they can have for the rest of their lives. Right, right. So Lindsay and I have been involved in supporting this organization for Thank years. For that, Cheers. And um, I don't know, I smell a, I smell a Bourbon Real Talk Connection uh, fundraiser maybe coming in the future. Let's do it! Let's see, see what we can do. So um, if people want to get information about you, Tell them what your handles are. Where can they find you? Well, musicmeetsmedicine.org. Absolutely. You can learn more about the nonprofit. And it's, you can go there and donate right now. Right this second. Unless, or else he's going to hurt you with this. Uh, I don't, that right there. Probably not. I'd just give you a hug or something. But it might be a <laughs> hard hug. Like, this like a real powerful one. <laughs> like like a book constrictor kind. <laughs> Anyways. Sounds dangerous. Stuff. Right. So musicmeetsmedicine.org. Musicmeetsmedicine.org. You can follow us on social media at musicmeetsmed. Um, my particular usernames on TikTok and on Instagram are doctor.jmac. But if you just looked up jmac, hopefully that would show up for you. Yeah. So follow him because of the great medical advice. Follow him because of the hair. Okay. <laughs> I don't care why you follow him. Just go follow him. And if this is your first time watching the show, I'd love to tell you about our show philosophy. So our show, and I'll tell you because I, I don't think you're a regular viewer. So we are about bringing people together through bourbon. And part of the reason why that became so important to me is that I lost a loved one to suicide in 2014. Mm -hmm. And in the aftermath of that is when I started to get more involved in the whiskey enthusiast community. And I saw how whiskey was bringing people together and in trying to find a way to help other people not feel alone mm -hmm. and, and, and unloved the way that my brother must have when he made that decision. 
I thought, well, if I can get people connected to whiskey, maybe the whiskey will do the rest of the job and get them connected to each other. And then all of you out there will know that you matter, that your life has a purpose, that people care about you and you're part of a community. And so that that was kind of the impetus going through that process, though. I did see a lot of the dark side of social media. Mm-hmm. And there are these these creatures, we call them whiskey trolls. Okay. <laughs> and so basically their job is to run everybody else's fun and make themselves feel important. Oh, virtue signaling. Yeah. So yeah, usually like maybe their mom didn't hold them enough when they're a baby. Right. Okay. Or maybe they're not endowed well. I don't know what their problem is. Okay. But whatever it is, they're terrible. And so that taught me two things. One, I needed to start a community that wasn't that way. So we started Bourbon Real Talk Community mm-hmm. where all of you normal people can go and interact and get connected and not have to deal with the trolls because I kick them out as soon as they rear their heads. And the other thing that it taught me was that if those trolls can hate you online, mm-hmm. there's nothing that stops me from loving people online. And that's why I end every podcast the same way, and that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that I love you. And I'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Cheers. Can we? It, can I cuss if I? Yeah, yeah all you okay, want. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. He he usually bleeds it's it like out. A f- Get the size of those guns. Should we stop until the? F- hey, could you come back in an hour? More <laughs> filming. Is that your second or third drink of the night? Don't. Ask me that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I had five before I got here. Yeah. <laughs> it stays in the whiskey room. Yes. Hey, Bourbon Real Talk. Randy Sullivan here with some very exciting news. We have new merch just in for all of your whiskey aficionado needs. We have Glen travel cases. Now these were custom designed. Uh, Lindsay had to work this out with the manufacturer to get them just the right size. There are two different sizes. You can buy them empty without the glasses in them. They're $28 a piece, or you can buy them with Bourbon Real Talk Official full-size Glens. But there's more. We also have the Wee Glen size, and these are perfect for when you're going to a bottle share or you're traveling, you wanna throw something in your suitcase. So that's very exciting. So with the Glens, they're gonna be 48. Without the Glens, they're gonna be 28 because I know a lot of you already have glasses. And do not worry, the standard Glencairn size glasses fit in both the full size and the Wii. In addition to that, we have finally gotten in our Glen toppers. So if you've ever been to a bottle share and you are walking around and talking with people, especially if you've purchased one of our lanyards, you're gonna want one of these bad boys. It's got a little rubber gasket on it. If you are setting up for a tasting and people are going to be coming over later, this is very convenient to keep things out of the whiskey so that you can pre-pour, but it also keeps you from spilling in public. So go check that out as well. And for those of you who do not like to drink your whiskey neat, you like to drink out of a rocks glass, we now have Bourbon Real Talk Official etched rocks glasses for you available on the website.